everyone to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. Uh, very excited to bring you this week's episode. Uh, our guests are none other than the legendary Melvins. Uh, I Personally, I've been a huge, huge fan of the Melvins for a very, very long time. So um, it's a great, great time that we had with those guys. And I'm excited to bring that to you this week. We get into a lot of stuff. Uh, they're actually currently on tour right now as a part of this amazing triple bill along with napalm death and melt banana and if you're a, a fan of that kind of music well, you know that's a, a great treat because i would have you know we would have gone to see any one of those three bands individually let alone all together is uh, a lot of fun a uh, lot of activity uh the melvins are one of the most prolific bands uh, gosh of the last you know 25 30 years and this year is no different they have uh, two records coming out. Actually, one's actually already out. Uh, it's a project they did with uh, Mike Gunka from uh, from Godhead Silo. Uh, it's called Mike and the Melvins, and the album is called uh, Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> and I'm going to be playing you some stuff from that. Uh, they have a um, another album coming out. Uh, Mike and the Melvins is out on Sub Pop. This one's going to be coming out on Ipecac uh, this in June, and it's called Bases Loaded. And that's kind of a play on words there as a kind of a nod to the kind of revolving door of bass players uh, that they currently have. Uh, currently on this tour, uh, they have uh, Stephen Shane McDonald from Red Cross. And he actually is one of the, the bass players that make up Bases Loaded. I think there's five or six, I think they said six bass players across this one record. So in true Melvin's fashion, uh, always unpredictable, always interesting, always entertaining, uh, and just awesome. I was joined uh, by my longtime uh, uh, friend and uh, filmmaker, uh, Tony Wan, uh, who was going to join us uh, today for, for this portion of it, but uh, uh, scheduling being what it was and everything else. But I was happy that, uh, that Tony was there to, to join me for... Um, uh, for the interview at uh, here here in Dallas at uh, at Trees where we where we recorded it, and not to mention uh, a, a great assist with, uh, with 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 the audio and and everything else. So much thanks to Tony. Anyway, uh, again, a lot of stuff to get into today. Um, you know, with the Melvins, you know, what a legendary career that they've had for you know, over like 35 years, still going strong. It's, it's still so interesting um, and still lots and lots of music coming from those guys. Uh, one thing I also wanted to mention, um, unfortunately this week, it seems like, speaking of legends, we're, all of them seem to be dropping like flies lately. And uh, Merle Haggard passed away this past week. And, and whether you're a friend of, uh, sorry, a fan of that kind of, of country music or, you know, what a respected person and, you know, growing up in the South and then everything else, it's uh, hard not to him to have him on your radar. And we just want to, uh, you know, give our condolences course to his family and, and, you know, what a legend Merle Haggard was and what an, what an amazing life and career. And we're actually going to pay tribute to him later in the show, actually with the Melvins. And so uh, stick around for that after the interview. Uh, so the first thing I want to do is get right into the music here and I'm gonna play you uh, a song from the uh, the Three Minute of Baby album with with Mike Gunka. This is a song called Limited Teeth, uh, and it's out now on uh, on Sub Pop Records.
track there again uh, from the project Mike and the Melvins uh, of the album Three Men a Baby. It's actually out now uh, on Sub Pop Records. The song is called the song is called Limited Teeth. Uh, a lot more to get into uh, again with uh, coming up from the Melvins. I can't wait for you guys to hear some of the stories that they tell. If you grew up in Dallas, you might remember a, a very infamous tour they did, or actually a very infamous show they did on a tour uh, with Nine Inch Nails. And if you read that show, you know exactly what I'm what I'm referring to. If you weren't, uh, you're in for a great treat. That along with so many others. I'm going to get into uh, some more music here in a little bit with their second project. Again, Bass is Loaded coming out in June. Uh, for right now, though, we've got to keep the lights on, so we've got to do a few plugs here. I uh, wanted to mention if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or even in the surrounding areas and you're looking for somebody to clean your house, I've got the answer for you. Uh, you what you want to do is you want to contact In the Nick of Grime, just for the name alone, right? Uh, In the Nick of Grime is a fantastic uh, it's a home cleaning business. Uh, you want to call and ask for Ashley. Uh, the number is 214-893-4491. Um, they have all the all the great uh, reputation as being one of the best in the area, and uh, licensed and bonded, and just a just a great organization there. So call in the nick of grime for all your house cleaning needs at 214-893-4491. A uh, couple other things I need to mention as well about some appearances uh, that I'll be making. Uh, this is for this week. A lot of people are headed out to the desert for uh, for Coachella. On Saturday is uh, you know the yearly record store day, which is uh, something that I, I always look forward to every single year, and I really enjoy that uh, people are you know a lot of people are rediscovering uh, physical uh, aspects of music and and purchasing and buying them, and just the whole thing is just it's, it's a great thing. It's just social, and as much as I love technology, and everybody else does too, and. I don't mean to sound like some curmudgeon that's lost the plot, but uh, I think I will always want to be able to hold something physical in my hands as well as, and uh, it's so great to see a lot of a lot of bands that are participating in that and uh, getting so much recognition. I mean, I think even this year, like Metallica, one of the biggest bands ever, uh, are actually the, uh, the ambassadors for Record Store Day. And so uh, for me personally, if you happen to be going to Coachella this weekend um, on Saturday for Record Store Day, I'll be one of the DJs there in the uh, at the center tent there uh, that'll be right, right next outside of the Gobi tent. There will be um, next to where the sculptures are and stuff. So um, lots of craziness at Coachella this weekend. I haven't been in many, many years. It's kind of morphed into something um, quite different than when I was going uh, and, you know, during the, uh, you know, the, the early two thousands and stuff, but, uh, should be a good time. I know a lot of people are anticipating that guns and roses reunion. Um, I, uh, we'll see what happens, <laughs> uh, with that. Um, also, um, uh, for you wrestling fans out there, you know, we do, uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan and we do a lot of, a lot of, uh, have a lot of wrestlers on the show and stuff that you've heard me talk about, talking about this for, over six months now, but uh, if you remember the gorgeous ladies of wrestling uh, glow from, uh, from, from the late eighties uh, there's, we're having a fan cruise with all of your, the original glow girls. Uh, it's called the Afterglow fan cruise and it happens May 22nd through May 26th. We're going to depart out of Los Angeles going out to Catalina Island. Uh, and it's going to be a great, great, great time. 
All your original favorite Glow Girls are going to be there. I'm going to be doing this show, actually, every single day with, with two different uh, Glow Girls, as well as on the last day, I'll be DJing along with uh, Eileen MTV, uh, the old uh, awesome wrestler. Um, that, you know, She kind of had that whole kind of MTV uh, theme uh, going and stuff. So we're going to be having a, 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 an awesome disco and what a great honor for me because she was one of my favorite wrestlers uh, whenever I was watching growing up. So it's going to be a great time. You want to go to afterglowatc.com to go ahead and book your cabin now. You uh, mentioned Tricky Kid. Uh, you'll get a discount. You'll get some onboard spinning cash. Uh, and it's and it's really inexpensive. It's really a great cruise that you can do uh, that's affordable and fun. Uh, you probably wouldn't even really have to have been a fan of the show, uh, but obviously it's going to be a great time for the, fa- the people that, that were to actually get to see uh, the original Glow Girls. So, so come join us May 22nd to the 26th for the After Glow Fan Cruise. Uh, and last but not least, speaking of wrestling, um, you know we had WrestleMania weekend uh, this this past week. It finally came to Dallas, and if you uh, were listening to last week's episode, you know we did a, a full recap, and we were a, got to be a part of a lot of great events. And once again, thanks to Cricket Nation and Cricket Wireless uh, for having us there uh, in the in their suite at the AT and T Stadium for the for, for the big event. And and what an amazing time that was for us. And starting off that. Uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, is a Texas promotion called IHWE, and they had a great event partnering with NWA uh, called the Parade of Champions, and it was one of the best events uh, all weekend. We'll be uh, talking more about uh, that. We kind of covered it last week, but uh, I mentioned it because they've got a another great event coming up May 29th. Uh, right outside of uh, Fort Worth, there's a town that I, actually I grew up in called Crowley. Um, I don't, I don't claim it as my own or there's no pride there, but, uh, <laughs> um, they're going to be having a great event there, uh, I believe on May 29th. Uh, so hopefully I'll be back in time to, to catch that. But if you're in the area or even if you're not, you should plan on, on, on catching the, uh, the IHWE event on May 29th in Crowley and go to, uh, you can just Google IHWE wrestling or, uh, I believe it's on Facebook and, and Twitter. Uh, speaking of which, if you Check us out uh, on Twitter. We're at Tricky Kid uh, Number Two. Uh, just the at symbol Tricky Kid Number Two. Go to Facebook and just uh, type in uh, Tricky Kid Radio, and uh, it should come up there. Uh, subscribing is free. Uh, you get new episodes every single week. Lots of great shows um, coming up, including this one, obviously with the Melvins. And uh, speaking of which, uh, I'm going to play you a. Um, a song from their forthcoming album. Again, I've been talking about it. Basis Loaded. Uh, this is a song called Hideous Woman.
awesome, awesome track there um, off the album Bases Loaded. I can't wait to, to, to get that entire record. I'm excited to hear. I've heard uh, quite a bit of it, uh, but I can't wait to actually be holding it in my hands. Again, Bases Loaded coming out in June. Lots more surprises coming from uh, coming up from the Melvins. Uh, I'm very excited for you guys uh, uh, to hear uh, this week's episode. So, uh, hey, you know, you've heard a couple of tracks, so let's get into it here. So this is uh, the interview uh, that I had with, again, the lineup obviously being Buzz Osborne, Dale Crover, and for this tour, uh, Stephen Shane McDonald from Red Cross. So here is the Melvins. We have Dale... Yes. And Steven. Steven. And no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm Steve. Steve. Okay, so they can recognize the voice there. And of course, Dale and Buzz from the Melvins. We was already talking with Buzz about you guys have have two records coming out. One with uh, with, with Mike, and then of course the bass is loaded coming out in June. With Steve's on. Yep. This is true. So there's seven bass players. Six. 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 Well, that's still a lot of bass players. That is. So, we like bass. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, the correlation of it being called Bases Loaded, we were talking earlier, it, it's kind of a sports reference. Well, no, yes. it's actually spelled bases, like like bass guitar. Okay, yes. Right. But, I mean, but is it like, but a, of course, like an entendre? Right, of course. <laughs> fits in with, our, with our, our, our baseball obsession. Right. Okay, so even for a band that's like historically experimental, that's still a lot of bass. So what was the idea behind it? It was a mistake, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to make up some big story about how, well, we really like to have all these bass players. Right, right. I know. I know. I know. We should have six different bass yes. players. Right. What a novel idea, Buzz. Get Stephen McDonald. He plays bass. And then add three more bass players. <laughs> Get five more bass players. You know, I quite like playing the bass myself. Would you mind if I maybe played bass on a track or two? Which you do, correct? Which I do. That would be diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> so, is are, are there that many basses played on every track? Or is it just... Or no, is there, or is there yeah, six? that would be something. That yeah. Is, <laughs> on every say, well, yeah. Right. I'll leave you to argue it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> it's like a symphony of basses. Yeah. It'd right. be a mess, all right. You know. Are they going to have all six bass players... Take a stab at every song, mm-hmm. but not let them hear what the other guys are doing. Yeah, no, they're all muted. <laughs> yeah, they don't even yeah, know yeah. that they were in. That'd be pretty and good. And then they uh, start audition each just bass mute, player, just bringing it in and out where oh, the yeah. good parts. Yeah, you know? truth is, you're only in the pre-chorus. Yeah. It was just like Cheryl, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow hired some studio bass player to come in and write all these parts and play bass on it, and then she just went back and copied exactly what the guy did. <laughs> Actually, the free lesson. A bunch of guys. Oh, a bunch of guys. Just like comped it, see, and then copied it, and said, "I played bass on it." Right. Well, that's where we got the idea, anyway. Well, and you would list her as a as a as a influence, major yes. major influence. Actually, she played oh, on it yeah, too. Of course, Cheryl right. <laughs> Crow has been an influence of ours for eighteen months. How about that? Yeah, yeah. it's At obvious, least. right? Well, well a, a little bit, mainly with the hairstyle. Yours is yeah. more more of an updo as compared the hair to hair don't hair don't right. Now, now, what made you go back and revisit the uh, the three minute what became three minute a baby the the Mike and the Melvins the baby he, he he reappeared. Yeah, yeah. He's also actually there's three. There's three bases. Three, three bass players. On Only that three. As well. Only three. But, so it's but, all yeah. about bass in 2016. It is. it is. Well, so I mean, this is your. What's what's the cliche of bringing the bass back? I'm not even going to fucking say that. But I. Uh, so, but now, for a band that's so prolific, has so many records, out. What is like the one record besides the the two new ones that you would hand somebody and say start here, with your catalog? I couldn't pick one. Prick. Yeah, yeah. Prick, yeah. And, no. and, and, of death uh, no, I don't know. Um, 
Uh, I couldn't pick one. Um, maybe the first one and then the second one. And then the third one. The no. well, reason why I asked is because I, I can and remember... Then the fourth one would come, and then maybe the fifth one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> reason why I asked is because I, a friend of mine tried to turn me on to Frank Zappa many years ago, and I was really overwhelmed by how prolific in all the records, and I was just like, I really want to get into this. I just don't know where to start. <coughs> and I've had that with people to come to me to say, hey, I'm, you know, because I've, I've followed your band for a long time, and I always, I kind of <coughs> struggle with it too, because it's, it's so, there's so much difference. I was kind of wanting to get your perspective. Like, what would, if you had to hand somebody just one Melvin's record and say, say, start here. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Really? Okay. Yeah. You'd have to ask somebody who was a fan. Right. They probably have a they better idea. They always argue. And they'll bitch yeah. and complain about everything. You can't complain about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. We've if always you, been in that position, yeah. <laughs> whether people have liked it or not. That's true. If you, if you just think about what we've done in the last year, it's pretty fucking crazy. I mean, we started off the year playing with one bass player, Jeff Pincus. Right. Then we played with the big business guys. Okay. Then we played with um, Trevor Dunn. Then we played with Jeff Pincus again. And now we're playing with Steve McDonald. Yeah, and that this has not even been in, 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 in the scope of one year. Right. Was, uh, maybe, so does that mean that you guys months. not even not even yeah six months? That's completely different lineups of the band. Well, would that be indicative uh, that you guys are just insanely hard to get along with? Yes. Yeah. No. Um. Uh. <laughs> it's just it, it's not, without even skipping a beat or thinking it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That, At that, all. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, so. I guess. I guess you're right. I guess it's kind of the, the normalness is almost is what the weird part of it is, isn't it? You know. I, I, I don't know. I, it just never has bothered me, that kind of thing. Right. It's now, not normal, though. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't call it normal. Would you? Not, no. I've never been in a situation like this before. You know? But uh, I, I think of them as the rock and roll swingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And, that, and right. then all those other bass players are, 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 if I think of like polygamy, like they're all my sister wives. Right. <laughs> Monogamous swingers. Very. So, like, so I'm the one that's, um, you know, I'm with the band right now. Yeah, yeah, they're co- and, and recording they're you. Home, and they're at home, like, you right. know, <laughs> taking care of the babies. <laughs> right. How hard is it to learn all that shit? It seems like it would be impossible. Well, they're they're very helpful. They're, 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 the thing is, these guys are not, they, they're very focused. And so they, they have a sense of how they want things to be. I mean, they're very, they were very, very, like, open and generous about anything I wanted to do. I sure. Think that they... You know, they made when they decided to play with me. They wanted to get whatever the best I had to offer out of me. But then, you know, it's not like I've been in situations before where I've gone on tour with people, and uh, they'll be like, "Okay, here's 60 songs. Have them ready in two weeks." Right, right, right. An arena, and I'll be like, "Great. When are we running the set list?" Five minutes before the show. (laughs) Oh, you kidding? 60 songs, stadium ready? You're fucking fucking with me, right? Right. and that's hard to get prepared for, and this was not like that. Yeah. Well, we, we did practice in our moves and everything. For right. Two yeah, yeah. Now. For the Scorpions covers and all that. I yeah. mean, we gave him a lot of a lot of uh, songs to learn, certainly. Yeah. When um, he did his homework, and uh, it's not uh, easy music. Yeah, it's not. You know, but it also has to be somebody you also <coughs> obviously that you can tour with <coughs> and, and get along with. I mean, you, you guys have had a long relationship in the past, right? I mean. Yeah, we've known each other for like a long time. Uh huh. Since the early nineties. Well, yeah, we didn't know sure. if he was going to go crazy or. I mean, obviously, you have no concept of what somebody's going to do. Right. Yeah, but I toured with Steve in um, the band that he plays in Off. Okay. I filled in on drums for their drummer Mario, and so with yeah. that, I knew that if we, you know, if we needed somebody, that he'd be 
the he, one tolerable. He'd be, yeah. he'd be tolerable. <laughs> right, sure. We could tolerate him. <laughs> Plus, we knew it wasn't Steve's first goat fuck. So. Yeah. <laughs> we knew that. We knew it wasn't your first goat fuck. <laughs> he'd been down that road before. That before. Yeah. Well, not my first goat fuck. But this is, this is a great tour, though. I, we were talking earlier about that. I mean, the lineup on this tour yeah, is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because, I, I mean, we're I mean we're fans of all three of the bands so I would have right. I yeah. would have come to see any one of the three bands individually so together it's fantastic and so and you, you said earlier like if you're going to tour you're, you want to tour with people that not only do you get along with but you also respect and kind of kind of present it so how did how did this tour come about beyond that I don't want to go on tour with bands that people would think that's who they should tour with right, right. I absolutely don't want to do that yeah. you know we always get lumped into this crap Stoner rock garbage, some of which I like, you know. Right. But mostly, <coughs> I'm very much of the idea that that once you tell me that what I am, I I, I really am not super excited about it. That, that's that a, you immediately want to kind of rebel against. I'm that, like right? a, 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 a immediately yeah immediately uh, re, um, um, re, repelled by that. I mean, it just, right. It just it doesn't. Uh, you categorize me. I'm I'm out. But it always seems to be, for me, like, when I hear the next thing you're going to do, it always feels that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It always, I always kind of react to it. Like, I don't react to it in a way of like, oh, of course they are. It's always kind of like, there's what? there's yeah. the next thing. And that, that keeps it exciting, not only just for a fan, but obviously for, to be doing it for 30-something years. And it's, not, it's not really like, it, I'm trying to be perverse. Right. I just, so many times in my life, the first minute we were on it. I mean, yeah, but there, I mean, when you think about that tour, there's one thing you think about. What is it? Uh, I mean, just uh, just the stupid rock star shit. You guys can't be in the hallway while these guys are walking down there. It's like, oh, <laughs> really? These guys? Jesus Christ! That's what am bad. I gonna do? Rob, Rob, will you sign my arm? Rob, you know, it's like, or like uh, Rob telling telling his guys his his minions that you shut those guys up while I'm eating. So that you know, it's just like. Oh, that kind of shit. I've, yeah. I, I've, I've, you know, I've dealt like with that before. Those guys coming from their fame, coming from a fucking cartoon, and then acting like rock star dicks like that? Yeah. Fuck you. Right, you know? right, right. It's uh, kind of like... It, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, every rock star cliche you could possibly imagine mm. perpetuated on you by two guys with mullets. <laughs> yeah. You know? you're, yeah. You're talking about the crew. Talking about yeah. the crew, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Because they're, those big, those big rock and roll. What people don't understand, what they don't understand. This is like the the, the the layman out there. What they don't get, it's not so much the bands. And a lot of time, it is the bands. It's the people who work for the bands who are the biggest assholes. Yeah, yes. That is the number one thing that I don't want to deal with. Right. Because generally, the bands are not around. Right. You're dealing with that. You're dealing with um, these assholes. Yeah. That work for the band. I've dealt with my fair share, trust me, and of course. those are the people that, you, if you had a gun, you'd shoot them right in the head and watch the blood run out. Right. Absolutely. You know? But well, it be a smaller amount of money, and that's what you've chosen. That could still be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if you're going to be miserable, why not just, you know... Well, I mean, look. It was my fault. We chose to be there. Yeah. No? We did. But that was my fault. They also asked us. They wanted us to do it. We agreed to do it. That was the mistake. <laughs> But that doesn't take away from the fact that somebody is an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I prefer to, to, to call things as I see them. That's right. That's right. I prefer to do that. And, and I'm not going to sit there and perpetuate this, this kind of stuff. You know, it's okay. It's just how it is. No, no. I, I, this is what happened. I was there. If people want to think that I'm a jerk as a result of that, 
fine with me. Uh, right. You know, fine with me. But I don't, you know, I mean, mostly people just don't believe it. You just come really? across as some bitter asshole. It's like, well, right. okay, fine. You know, but I, I prefer to say those kinds of things and then just continue doing my work. That's right. That's right. I and don't sit never... at home and do nothing. I bust my ass. Right. That's right. That's I put right. my money where my mouth is. But you also have never been, been afraid to shy away from that. And that's always been a, a, a great point of respect from me Thank on you. that. Because, like, uh, okay, like, for example, I, I promised earlier we weren't going to say this, but, uh, like, like the, deal with, the whole deal with Dave Grohl. Like, I, I know Dave Grohl to be a nice guy, too, but you guys had an issue and weren't, while everybody else is ready to <coughs> throw him a parade, you guys didn't shy away from speaking your minds, for better or for worse. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. Well, what I mean, I have a lot of my own opinions about all those sorts of things. Right. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'll pay the price for that. Oh well, yeah. You know, but it doesn't I mean, stop. Whatever. It doesn't stop you from doing. Like I, said, I mean, look, I can say work. a lot of bad things about anybody, right? Whatever they may be. Okay, in my life, if I do a lot of things that are terrible, if I if I do a lot of things, yeah, that's true. Okay, moving on. Now, talking about a lot of other ambitious things, you guys did something amazing with. You guys played fifty all all states in fifty days. Fifty one. Excuse me. Thank you. Fifty one. Fifty one. Yeah. Fifty one states. Plus. How many yeah. states? The District of Columbia. Well, I, we will count that. So anyway, so fifty one and in fifty one days. Yes, we did. Now you guys are. You guys Imagine filmed. that, Stephen. We're not asking you to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What would you have said to that, Steve? Uh, Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nice. I mean, as long as I got a voice, uh, <laughs> you might have to do my part. But I can't say. Now you can do it. I was fine. It was easy. That's always my first question when I hear them how they tour. Like, how's your voice hold up? Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, yeah but, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember it. There was nothing like, I, I can't sing or anything like that. It was fine. But we in terms, we were of, careful. Yeah. But in terms of, of touring something like that, was was there any fears that you couldn't pull it off? Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> it could break down. You get, you, get in, you get into like 47 shows and you're like, fuck, man, I hope we can make this, you know, make <coughs> it to be show. It wasn't that we couldn't physically do it. Right, right. But you're just hoping nothing happens. All yeah, the right, stuff right. out of your control. If something happens, you want it to be in the first week. Yeah. You don't want it to be in the last week, you know? Right. So we were we were going to uh, we were going to sabotage y'all's, y'all's, y'all's uh, transportation. Well, just, thank you. Just the day before, just uh, so you guys would in Hawaii. Yeah, calling a bomb threat at LAX. <laughs> right. That would have been great. That's the place. But, but you guys filmed it though, right? We we have a DVD for sale downstairs. Oh, so it. is it already okay. out? I didn't realize yeah, it's that. Out, yeah. Okay. Um, if I had to do it over again, I would start in Hawaii. Okay. Hawaii, Alaska. Then get those two out of the way. Did you start in Alaska? We started yeah. in Alaska. Okay. And then and ended in Hawaii. And then just flew down to Seattle and just started there? Yes. That's smart. Okay. So why would you start in Hawaii then? Get, the, get those two out of the way. Okay. Because then if something happened... The, yeah, because that was kind of the... Then you could, you the could still do those. X factor, right? Yes. Yeah. Have you still, ever played Hawaii? Before? No. Never no. played Hawaii or Alaska. Are you ever going to play Hawaii again? Uh, I don't know. We certainly Never would. Never ever. But, right. It, I'm not it rushing that. It wasn't a big money maker show, but we had <laughs> no. to do it, you know. But it was a good show. Right. I mean, there was yeah. there was people there. I mean, the tour didn't lose us money. On yeah. the way back from Japan, it makes sense in a routing. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they haven't the phone's not ringing off the hook after that show. From right. Hawaii. No. I mean, it would have been a person great... to person from Hawaii to the Melvins. Please come back. Now, now did you yeah. Hawaiian? Did you get all into local? Did you wear like a like a <laughs> grass skirt or anything? Or was there? Honestly, a, I'm not a. Beach I have to buy the DVD. I'm not a big beach person. Uh, I, that, but, that, that surprises well, me, Buzz. Yeah. Trevor, uh, the bass player, on that trip, he and I ran down to the ocean and had to jump in before we left. You know? uh, nice. It was good. Great. 
sitting there. I went home the next two day. Two are done. Well, we did two. But mm-hmm. two are done, sitting in the water, super warm, staring at Diamond Head. Uh, we did it. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. That, that's a great... That's until, a great until we were on our way from the airport to the club, I was like, okay, we did it. I'm, we're going we're gonna to actually do this. Yeah. That was but, great. It was but, a big deal. But what a great victory lap, like you said. You know, Instead of being it's like somewhere like in Iowa, you were... You ended in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Though yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no, we didn't Finished stay. In Missouri. You know, <laughs> yeah. We we went home right away. It would have been great to stay, but uh, we're. I couldn't I, have cared less. I was actually, ready to go home. Actually, you know, Trevor got on a plane and went to Nashville and, and played right. another gig. <laughs> another wow. straight on tour again. That's yep. amazing. Wow, that's really? amazing. Yep. He did because that yeah. guy tours with like so many different bands. Well, you know his great motto. Guy. You know his motto. Fifty bucks is fifty bucks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Shed. I have. Uh, we have, have a couple. Uh, I, I put a poll out on Twitter. We have a couple of questions. If you guys don't mind answering some of those, what is what is the inspiration and what is the meaning behind the song "Sweet Willie Rollbar"? I'll leave that open to interpretation. Is there anything you can say here? Um, I got it from somewhere. <laughs> Okay, so what is a sweet? Who or what is a sweet Willie? Yeah, you could probably. Google I'm not going to let it go. Probably, but. You could probably Google it. I'm sure it'll come up. It'll come up. Okay, I would love to I hear. Got you that say. from somewhere. I did not make that up. I got it from somewhere. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. You are a current member of Major League Baseball. Current member. Current member. Yeah. None that we know of. To play, or or how about even in history? Any living member that's ever played professional baseball? Yes, there is actually yes. something in the works. Okay, yes. there is. But I don't want to yes. query the deal, so I'm not going to yeah. say what. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, now, is it somebody? Is there any hint? Like, do you play for a team you he's like? He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'll, I'll leave it there. So, you guys are big baseball fans. I'm we a mass, I'm a massive baseball fan. Who so, do you follow? National League or American League? Uh, well, I grew up following the National League. I grew up following the the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh-huh. One reason. So I uh, I our team has always sucked here until about five years ago. Right. So we got to pick somebody else. So Rangers. Uh, yes. So I follow the Philadelphia Phillies. Mike Schmidt was my was my childhood hero growing yeah. up. Uh, in my opinion, the, the best third baseman ever ever, <coughs> ever to do it. So, wh- wh- ever. So, in my opinion. Better than Brooks Robinson. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, yeah. so what was it? <laughs> I know. Okay, <coughs> so uh, now speaking about all the people that have appeared on Melvin's records that have been in bands, which member do you personally fear the most? All the people that have been on a record? Or I've actually have been in the Melvins. You mean like a, that could physically destroy you? Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean that you actually fear. Fear. Wow. What an interesting huh. question. Kevin would be mine. Kevin Brumis, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, I would say him, yeah. Um, yeah Wait, he's, was he's Dwayne, pretty terrifying. Once you know him, though. Was Dwayne Dennison? No, he was never on a record. Okay. Um, he's pretty frightening, though. Um... Like I mean, seriously, like somebody were like, if they you saw them calling you, Pinkus is pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, but if he was calling me, I'd answer. <laughs> oh, they're I, calling me. Oh, I'm not scared of any of them. <laughs> that kind of thing. No, I'm not, I'm not afraid of any of them. Well, I'm just. I mean, we're having some fun here. I'm just saying, like, well, yeah. who, who is somebody you know that has, um, has a reputation? Romanus is scary. Yeah. He's got a um, the one that if you pissed him off, he, he's a he's he's a teddy bear. But if you pissed him off. He would be the biggest berserker. Would be Jared. Probably yeah, so. I, yeah, I, could, I, could, I wouldn't I want to fight that, yeah. Jared. Jared yeah, if no. he if he went berserk and just 
<laughs> he would be rolling cars over. Yeah. <laughs> like like hooks, man. He would be. He's like a gigantic football player. He would go he would go ape shit. And Big Co- business guy, right? Tear yeah. fo- and, he would tear phone books in half and and, <laughs> and Cody was a black belt in karate, yeah. so you wouldn't want to mess with him okay, either. Yeah. You know? He was an instructor. Yeah, he'd tear your head off. I wouldn't want to fight him. But he wouldn't go berserk. Yeah. No. He wouldn't go berserk. Jared would go berserk. Well you've been out to Pincus's compound though in Austin though, right? I don't think Pincus would go berserk. I, I, He's always been. He's always been. My experiences with him has always been so super, super nice. He's mellow. Yeah, but J- Jared pushed too far. Would go berserk. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And oh. if he did, he's got the. He's got the. He's got the. He's big. He, he'd clobber. He's got you. the cojones to back it up yeah. if, he, if he had to. He'd clobber you. Okay. Yeah. So no question. Have Have you ever actually had to fight a member of the Melvins? <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's you, never you, come up. It's never. It's never has. No, we never has come to pass. physical blows. Not during the six base player. No, uh, that was easy. <laughs> we were never all in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> You're recording your part separately. Exactly. You know, okay, so so we have so it's three men and a baby. Uh, it, now that's is that already out or is that coming out it soon? Comes out tomorrow, I think. Okay, April first. Okay. Though it uh, might be a joke on it us. Be we'll joke. See. It might be a joke on us. Right. Aha, uh-huh, your record's not really coming out until tomorrow. And then, <laughs> in, and then in June is, of course, Base is loaded. Bass is loaded. Thieves on four of the songs. Yes. I'm in, I don't even try that. Did you get it? Everybody know. I, I thought everybody would know that. Okay, so besides major league ball players and a room full of bass players, what are some collaborations that, you know, ideally if you could do it, what, what, who would you want? Hendrix, that'd be good. Right, okay. Miles Davis, they're dead. It'll be harder. Yeah, harder. But how about somebody living? Not possible. Living? Yeah. Well, Madonna sold a lot of records. We'd do something with her. Right. That'd be good. She did a billion dollar tour. That'd be a big. Yeah. Who would you like to? Who would you like to collaborate with? Hmm. Steve. Oh me? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dale, you just Pink Floyd's got this. Oh yeah. I, I, I didn't even. I bought that record and then I actually have it on my last question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, a friend of mine was producing his record. I'm like, oh, ask him if he wants a drummer for some songs. <laughs> and, and then he said, oh, he does. So, And then Steve and I kind of started a, a thing with him. We were going to start this band. And uh, then Ty didn't show up one day, and so that's when I brought him over to, to, to our rehearsal. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully we'll do something. Well, now, what about, what about Altamont as well? You? Yeah, we do it every once in a while. We just played some shows not too long ago. Um, there's a couple seven inches that came out recently. They're sort of new. Okay. Any other projects and anything else you guys want to mention that, that people can, can can look for besides? We have a big one, but we're not going to mention. Yeah. It. Okay. There's yeah. There's there's something that we've been working on that we're really really excited about, but I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not with Madonna. So you just have to wait. It's yeah. Not, it's not with Madonna. Madonna. It, it, so yeah, yeah. Tell me who's not on it, right? Madonna. Yes. Hendrix. <laughs> Miles, right? Reggie Jackson's not on it. <laughs> there is a. I, I did see the uh, the Miles the Don Cheadle uh, Miles Davis movie uh, in Austin during South by Southwest. Was it? Oh, yeah, was it? Pretty good. Really? Not, not too bad. Instead of I taking, heard he's kind of cranky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really good. I, I don't think anybody right now, if there's any actor that could play Miles, I don't think anybody could do it but him. I think I I, I couldn't see anybody else pulling that off. How far did it go? You know, it's funny. He didn't. He took a very different approach. He uh, he kind of had this idea where like Ian McGregor plays like this Rolling Stone reporter, and it's kind of an invented story. 
instead of falling just like, you know, here's the beginning where he's a kid and he gets on heroin and then he flames it. He just kind of talks about a very snapshot in a time in Miles' life. And so it doesn't... What year? Uh, probably around around, Nefert- around Nefertiti time. 60s. Yeah, it's late. It's, uh, I guess I guess you could... Pre-Bitches Brew. Brew. Yeah, right. And so, well, I don't know. He talked about it on the corner a little bit too, though. So it's, well, that's way after Bitches Brew. Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's the jump. So I don't I don't want to say any more than that because I don't want to because there is something there that go you'll, ahead I don't uh, mind spoiling movies <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil it for you so I, go ahead I don't I, it doesn't bother me <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, I, so it's, it's Electric Miles yes and uh, nice. and so and but it, it's also very very volatile and that's what I was kind of worried about I was worried if it was going to kind of be kind of cartoonish about that where it's something like you know the Miles is you know punching everybody out Betty Betty Davis in it uh, yes. Uh, anyway, so, so uh, well, sort of related. I just had an idea. Yeah. Um, I, I um, Don Cheadle, I know from experience, plays bass. Wow. Because, uh. So maybe as maybe yeah, at some point, close as we'll get. The Don Cheadle as as Miles maybe. playing bass. In the okay. Well, yeah, yeah. If you invite him, he has to he has to come dressed as Miles. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I kind of gave him a bass lesson once. Wow. Really? Yeah. wow. Yeah. That's all full circle. Is he any good? Uh, no, I actually don't actually. Wait, I think he asked me to get my. I'm like, I, I might have just said, oh, you know, it's like this. Right. <laughs> He's got four strings. Yeah. No, he had a bass. He had one. Wow. That's so, a, so, in closing, okay, so how long does how long does this tour go on for with uh, Napalm Death, Melt Banana, and the Melt Television? Till May 9th. Okay, and then and then what is the touring schedule for the Melvins after that? Have you guys gotten it? Go to Europe. Europe, yeah. Okay. About and then, a month in Europe, and then we do a tour in um, the U.S. Okay. Again. Now there was another documentary. There was one thing I guess I was being confused because you guys had the Fifty One States documentary, but there was another one. Yeah, that's not that we didn't make that. Okay, so that that was something that was outside. Yeah, of what our, you guys our friend uh, our friend uh, Bob made that. Yeah, but we had we had a uh, n- no part in the. Okay. Creative aspect of it. Is that still happening at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. finished okay. the movie. Okay. Uh, one more thing I was going to ask was I got to be at. Uh, remember those special shows you guys did at the Satellite in LA where yeah. y'all were playing like the full like albums? four four uh-huh. weekends in a row. Yeah, and I was there for two of the weekends. Nice. Uh, for uh, I think it was for, for Stoner Witch and uh, and yeah, Houdini, yeah, and uh, you guys did last. Are, are there anything like that? Ever again, like maybe the records you guys have done since then. I don't know. We hadn't really thought about it. Um, um I'm kind of sick of playing whole albums, but maybe you know. Well, well so, so if you're sick of playing it, I mean, have you have you done that a lot? Because I, I, in my experience, that was the only time you guys had ever done. Well, we that. actually went and did a tour of that uh, of we did the resident European tour. Like yeah. that. Oh, okay. In okay. the U.S. I didn't, in the U.S. Yeah. But just kind of major cities, like we did Austin. Okay. Okay. Chicago, Boston. right? Okay, New York, New York, Seattle. Because that was just so amazing that you guys—I was able to see like several records like in one night, and then several in one weekend. We you did. Um, we did a tour of Europe <coughs> where we played two nights in every in the cities and four albums over two nights. Wow! That's wow! That that's that, that's play an album, take a break, play another album. <laughs> that no opening band. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that one tour you guys did where you guys did two sets. We did one where we did three sets. Once. Yeah. Right. Okay. So last question. Um, you remember this years ago? This is like something like twenty years ago. 
speaking of horrible touring, I was going to tie this in earlier when we were talking about horrible touring. When you guys toured with Nine Inch Nails, yes. and you guys did a show here in an arena, and Tony and I were there. Oh, yes. I remember oh, yeah. that. Great. I remember okay. that vividly. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> then when people started throwing stuff, mm-hmm. okay, and then you guys came out, you know, started playing again, and basically essentially played the same note for about the next about half hour. Like, that, that, that's correct. Okay. For he and I, like that was that was our moment. That was when, we, when you say start here with the catalog. For us, <laughs> that was the moment because uh-huh. while other people may not have liked it, we were fans for life. Yeah. After that, like, did, that you know, was, did you know anything about us before that? A, a little bit, probably. We were so young. A lot of people, like you know, during that time, we were kind of like that's that band that Nirvana likes, you right. know, kind of okay. thing. Like I mean, you that can was, really tell why after that show, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. But it was like clearly obvious. The crowd was okay until about three fourths of the way through the set, and then. But the way you handled that was perfect. Like we were laughing, and after that, we were like, "We're we're not missing this band ever ever again." (laughs) It's funny because people are like, "They got booed off the stage." Like, no, we got booed, but not off the stage. Not off the stage. No, (laughs) no, 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 they stayed. That's what I I use that joke to always go. No, they didn't leave. They actually stayed. We stayed for our entire set. We got booed and stayed longer than we should have. (laughs) Isn't there a song you guys have called Dallas? Oh, I don't know. We might. Okay. It's on what trip? I think so, right? Because I was—I always wondered was it was Montreal. That's that was what it was. It was Montreal too. Montreal. Okay. Okay. Because I always wondered equally as exciting, but not. No, no. Actually, (laughs) Dallas was pretty. That was pretty nasty. Yeah. What was funny about that was that Nine Inch Nails, which is a really good capper for that story, Nine Inch Nails had was doing a live DVD. Ten, tens of thousands of dollars. Video shoot that night, yeah. full filming. Actually, oh, not video. Oh wow, wow! Filming the show. Filming. They set up cameras on you know rollers and all kinds of all kinds of fancy stuff they were going to do. Filming that, going to film that show, taking all this pra- you know uh, time before setting it all up. Sold out, jammed the rafters. We go out there and basically raped their audience completely <laughs> of all the juice. Yeah, you it, know, it drained them. Drained them completely. <laughs> Trent comes out and literally walks on like a foot high of garbage on the stage after we're done. Wow! And we were by the time we were done, I was I was just got behind my amp, and we were just throbbing, gristling it the whole time, just <laughs> and never stopped for like it was like forty minutes probably. And um, walks out there and says, "If anybody throws anything again, like just some speech, like, Fuck right. you, you know." The audience just melted, right? And that was it. They didn't do a thing, and it was a completely dead show. Wow. Like the audience had lost every bit of momentum that they had, and they filmed it, and it was horrendous. <laughs> they shit canned the entire thing. That is amazing. <laughs> you know, well, well, if you remember in Dallas, like him, That's awesome. him That's coming good. out and trying to, you know, simmer the crowd was only an invitation. Uh, for more sort of, but, but you know, remember the the Jim Rose Circus was after us. And that's he right. Was that's like, right. you know, don't do it because these guys are doing dangerous stuff They're up here. They hurt. could get hurt. That was right. it. Yeah. Done. But uh, crowd it, over. Yeah. But and in my then, memories, it was like yeah. you just. It was just this very, very. It was just like the same note. It was just very oh, yeah. slow and repetitive. Maybe. And you just did that for about twenty well, minutes. Well, what really, brutal. what really yeah, set the audience off was I loved our, it. our bass player at the time. He he went to the mic and said. You know, I'm from El Paso, and compared to there, you guys are a bunch of faggots. And then that was just like that really that got. Ooh. But we were getting, we got, we walked <laughs> on stage, 
and a whiskey bottle exploded on the drum set before oh, we yeah, played yeah. a note of wow. music. It hit my gong. <laughs> so that's that's how it started. Wow. That's we, probably, hadn't, we hadn't played a note of music. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That was probably that was one of the only fifth shows. Where, yes, yes. One of the only shows where I was like thinking like we're gonna get hurt. Uh, I hope nobody shoots us. Yeah, I don't yeah. Oh, I've been hit. I've been almost knocked out more than once. Yeah, mostly self-inflicted. <laughs> we went out there. We went, we went back there. We went back there after that and played with Tool, and they were having so much trouble with um, the audience because uh, the fire marshal or something was. Uh, um, oh, they weren't letting anybody in there. The fire marshal were like uh, 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 holding up doors to like doing something, whatever. Right. some crazy thing. And so the promoter was like, "Okay, I'll give you your full fee if you wait and wait and wait and wait." Because we can't, we don't want to sure. start the show because sure. we're afraid that people are going to stampede just, in. If you just not play, right. we'll pay you. And, and we we're, like, well. we're going to go on and we're going to play a Tool song. <laughs> no, whatever you do, don't do it. The guy starts freaking. <laughs> so that's awesome. Don't do it. So we went on. We went on. We went on. We and waited and waited and waited. One song, and and we played Youth of America. Yeah, one song, like, oh, ten minute song, right? right sure. Yeah. And then that was it. And then there was a kid in front of Buzz. Was it this show where he was, was like flipping show? you off? But. Flipping you off the whole time, fuck you, fuck you, and then after you're done, you just you. took the guitar off, jumped down there, and grabbed him by the throat, and just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> the kid's just like, <laughs> well, the best part was that before that, there was some kid um, who was doing something, like fuck you, flipping me off, and right. I just whipped it to the security guard, just throw that kid out. And the security guard just goes over there, grabs him out of the crowd, which wow. is a barricade. Drags him out and takes him over and just throws him out the door. It's like out of the show, and then and then this other instantly, kid, instantly that's it. He's out. Wow. And and so like the end of you know, like, and then this other kid just stands there flipping me off the whole time, the whole show, whole or the, the ten minutes of the song. Yeah. And so then and then I just put my guitar down, and the, after we're done, it's feeding back, and I just jump down into into the uh, orchestra pit thing, and he just locked like he wasn't expecting me, <laughs> and he just melted. He's just like, oh my god, because he's crushed against the wall. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> it was really funny, and I just slowly just grabbed him around the neck. I'm just, I'm gonna fucking kill you. He was strangling him. Was, was that also the show that before we went on, we kept playing that Anton Lavey thing? Yeah, over and over we're playing this over. Anton Lavey thing. Oh yeah, over and over and over. Did you guys do that on the on the Primus tour? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I think. Because I, I, I know I've heard that at one of your I shows I think before. it was... Well, we played with White Zombie, too, but I don't think it was that one. I think it was Tool, wasn't it? Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was Tool. That, it was at that show. It was a second over some speech. And over and over. Some speech. Hail Satan. Yeah, Hail Satan would be the end. And like, You're the performer, and I paid, so therefore you can't... You're like... I, I mean, I don't do anything, but I mean, no, I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. I'm just going to jump down here and put my hands <laughs> around your neck. And you look <laughs> frightening as hell as well. So. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, I didn't really hurt him. Right. But it was just just the the intent, I'm sure, just the just fact scare, that you were coming scare towards him. Out of it, man. We did a show one time with Tool where um, we had our bass player put on a security outfit, a security <laughs> outfit like with belt and everything, and like a radio. He's standing down there with and, all the he, security guards. He went out the there pit. with the security guards and told we told him he's going to do it. And it was in Portland, I think. And yeah. he's in the front row and he's out there yelling at kids, screaming <laughs> at kids. And then me and Dale go on stage and we go, um. Our bass player's sick. He's got <laughs> diarrhea. Our bass player's got diarrhea and he can't play tonight. Like, Anybody here know how to play bass? And the security guard raises his hand. He's like, oh, you know how to play bass? Okay. Come on up. Awesome. Um, you know, he climbs up. Buzz shows him. 
But she goes, I'm okay, this first song goes like this, you know, and then it starts playing it. You know, okay, let's go. instructional thing? You know, and I play the whole set, and oh. he plays, and then, um, play the whole set. and then we tell him, like, oh, that was pretty good, but don't quit your day job. Yeah. And then we saw a review of the show afterwards. It's like, well, this guy played really good, and they were kind of mean to him. Said, he actually played pretty good. So, so did he actually, like, take the bass off and, like, go back yeah, down yeah, to his yeah, clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That is awesome. That's really funny. <laughs> that wow. is freaking amazing. That's really good stuff. <laughs> well, guys, I, I can't thank you enough for, 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 for joining us and in, in, in doing this with us today. We've had, we've had so much fun. <laughs> Thanks. And, yeah. And Thanks. So, uh, so, again, so people can recognize you. So, Steven. Yeah, hi. And De- again, so people can recognize you. So, Steven. Yeah, hi. And Dale. This is Dale. Hi. This is me. My name's Buzz. <laughs> So the Melvins, thank you guys so much. Thank you. And we really, really enjoyed it. It's good stuff. Thank you so much. Again, much thanks to the Melvins for joining us this week. Uh, What a great time. I'm so glad we were able to do that with those guys. Again, check out, they have two releases again. Uh, The uh, Mike and the Melvins is actually out now on Sub Pop. And this summer, it will be uh, the album Bases Loaded that we played a a track from earlier called Hideous Woman. And before that, Limited Teeth from uh, the the Three Minute of Baby record. Uh, so that wraps us up this week. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, again, if you want to uh, subscribe to us, go on to iTunes. Just type in Tricky Kid Radio. Just It's free. You'll get episodes like this every single week. Uh, also, we're on Twitter at, uh, the, at Symbol and Tricky Kid. And then the number two, we're on Facebook at uh, Tricky Kid Radio. And across all the platforms, Spotify, all the good stuff. So, uh, so check that out. we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we lost another great legend, unfortunately, this past week uh, with Merle Haggard. So I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, It's the uh, best possible way I could pay tribute to the man, especially this week. Um, Way back in 99, the the Melvins recorded a trilogy uh, of records, um, one having a lot of covers off on it. One was called The Crybaby. And on that one, they actually did uh, uh, Merle Haggard's Oki from Muskogee. And if you heard during the interview, I was talking about some of those special shows they had done in Los Angeles where they were doing entire records. One was the Crybaby, and they actually opened and closed uh, with this song. So, uh, so happy trails, uh, Merle. Uh, and here's our tribute. This is the Melvins doing Merle Haggard's Oki from Muskogee. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take no trips on LSD. We don't burn the scrap cars down on Main Street. We like living right. Square to have a ball. We still wave a glory down at the courthouse. 
white line is still the biggest drill of all. Square. 